Hello and welcome back to the Tigers Down Under for another season, 2018-19 season almost underway. And I'm your host, as always, Alex, to get us started for this season. And with me, I have Mitch. Hi, guys. So we've been away for a little while. I know we sort of tailed off to the end of last, towards the end of last season. Uh, very positive that we were able to stay in the league uh, and go again this time around. And we were just talking before the show, Mitch. It, it feels a lot more positive coming into this season than it did last season. Um, we'll get into the specifics of the signings in just a little bit. But, but first, just your overview of it. I mean, last summer, obviously, just relegated from the Premier League. Silver had gone. We got in Slutsky, which seemed a positive. But then a hot, not, not many players coming in. And we had <laughs> our favourites in Maguire and Robertson on the way out, now starring at World Cups and Champions League finals. Um, a little bit of a more optimistic mood this time around? Yeah, I mean, considering the amount of players that we lost after last season as well, it's crazy to, to actually be happy at this stage <laughs> of pre-season. Like, we're born in six signings. We've got Tiger TV. We've got our, our kits early, It's and they're good too. But... Um, yeah, it's good. Yeah, so really looking forward to the start of the season in a couple of weeks against Villa. Um, you've mentioned there, so we have made six signings so far, um, and it was a bit of a surprise how quickly some of them came together because we, we signed Eric Lehi from uh, Forrest quite early in the window, and, and it was pretty obvious we needed to strengthen our defence. Like, we had, I think, essentially just Kingsley as a fit defender because uh, McDonald and... Um, um, Mizuk were both injured, so we had basically no fit defenders um, to start the season. So bringing in Lehigh as a right back was a great first one. But then all of a sudden, in the space of a few days, we signed Device from uh, PSV, we signed Burke from West Ham, and we also signed Milinkovic from uh, Genoa. So as kind of like a burst of signings, those first four, what did you make of them? Um, well, yeah, I'm I'm really excited for Milinkovic just because like. We've not really had a great consistent winger. I guess I guess Bowen had a good season, but but I can't really think of think of one that's been consistently good for a few seasons. Um, and I'm not saying he's going to be good, but it's just exciting the the prospect of it. And I watched that game where Hearts beat Celtic last season to end their oh yeah what, six six or nine game unbeaten run, and, and he scored twice and. So <laughs> like I, that's the, like I knew the guy somehow, and when I when we're linked to a guy and I know his name, there's always a good side because normally I have no idea who who any of them are. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for him, um, and with with the vice I'd heard of him a few times, and from from what I gather he's he's very good. So excited for that one too. Um, don't really know much about Burke or. Or Lehigh, even though we played, we did play against him last season, right? Yeah, I, I would have thought he'd, he'd have played against us. I mean, it was surprising. I didn't realize how long he's been at Forest. He's made almost 200 appearances for them. But like you, I mean, I, I he wasn't a name that sort of, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you know, there's some players who are at other clubs in the championship who were there for so long that you sort of know them quite well. But I just, yeah, he kind of escaped my notice a bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. But um. Oh no, I won't. I won't judge until until they get out there and I get to see him and see what they can do. And I guess from Lehigh's point of view, very impressive. He scored twice against Arsenal in the uh, the FA Cup last season to dump them out, which is always positive to see. We always want players who can do well against Arsenal in the FA Cup. Uh, <laughs> never know when we're going to play them again. Um, 
but I guess the main thing about all of them, we can talk about Long from United, from Sheffield United and uh, Kane on loan from Chelsea as well in this, but the main thing we can see from all of them really is how young they are. I mean, apart from Lehigh, they're all 24, 23 years old, really. Um, so it's really exciting to have that sort of young core of the team now. Yeah, it, it is really good. Um, it's it's promising to have, I guess, such faith in, in in the youngsters and the young kids that we've bought through before. Like, um, they, they've all been they've all been pretty good. Majority, I would say. The, some haven't broken through, but the ones that have broken through have all been have all come on good. Like like Robertson, like Maguire. Um, so yeah, it's good. And and long coming from Sheffield United, you say Maguire there. We've obviously got a decent track record picking players from from. Um, Sheffield United recently, and he was a bit of a surprise because I guess we don't really think of a, of the goalkeeping situation as one that we needed to strengthen. I'm mean, in in the sense, I suppose, that we had um, McGregor and Marshall last season. McGregor then leaves because we think, yeah, fair enough, we have to kind of um, trim the wage bill a bit. But you think, okay, so we've got Burden and Mannion sitting in reserve. Um, you wouldn't have thought it'd be sort of a priority before getting a striker in, even to bring in another goalkeeper, but. Uh, from our point of view, I guess, given our opinion of the way Marshall's been playing, and, and I actually saw an, an interview with Marshall recently where he himself was saying if he was a supporter, he'd have doubts about himself. So it's not just a, an unfair sort of bashing of him. Like He's, he's also admitting it that, that his form has been pretty average. Um, from that perspective, it's actually pretty good to have someone who can challenge him for that number one shirt and not just have some kids who, who can be there if he gets injured. Yeah, that's right. And and often Adkin said, like, he's definitely going to be our number one keeper. I was like, okay, well, great. We're not <laughs> even going to bother signing anyone. But, no, it's good that we sign someone. And you're right, to, to challenge for that position and, and push him if need be. And, yeah, over 100 appearances for Sheffield United. So he's not just – he's only 23, 24, I think. But, you know, so he's not just some kid who's kind of come up the ranks and gone out on loan a few times. He, he has played quite a bit for his parent club. Uh, and even when Adkins was there as manager, so Adkins already knows him pretty well and clearly rates him pretty highly to uh, to bring him across. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's it's good when it, when it when it works out like that when an old manager brings across a player. The same things happening in, in the MLS with with Dean Monday right now. He's scoring for fun under Bob Bradley. The way he did um, was, was it in Norway that he yeah, played? Yeah, in Norway. I can't remember the club name, but uh, yeah, it, it's interesting how often that seems to happen that. Um, that a manager will leave a club and then the new manager coming in won't rate a player or, or won't play them in the right way or or the player actually gets sold like happened with Diamande. But then the soon and, and they might not replicate the form that they were showing. But then as soon as they go back to playing with that manager again at a new club, mm. all of a sudden it comes back to life for them. Yep, and can we not mention any of the lads at Villa Steve <laughs> Bruce, please? <laughs> yeah. Um and then the last one was uh, Todd Kane coming in on loan from Chelsea. Not the Kane from London that I would have wanted us to get <laughs> if we could have got someone, but um, we seem to like getting a loanee from Chelsea these days. I actually initially thought this was going to be a permanent because I think he's in the last year of his deal, and I suspect there's probably something in the contract that if he's halfway decent and we want him, we probably can get him for you know either a pretty cheap fee or, or however it's going to work. Um, but... He seems pretty versatile. He can play centre-back, he can play full-back, he can play on the wing, uh, and I think he's already scored against Newcastle for us in pre-season, so seems to be off to a pretty good start. Yeah, that's right. The, the goal will help his early confidence. Um, seems that Chelsea Loney is, is on everyone's books at the moment. Um, but with our, with our three from last season, I don't think they really impressed all too much, so 
Um, I'll be a little bit, a little bit skeptical. It's considering he's been been around at a few clubs as well. But again, I, I won't, I won't judge until until I see him play. So I guess that's the six signings we've made so far. Ma- mainly uh, centered around bolstering the defense with a goalkeeper, some fullbacks, some centre backs, and then Milinkovic is probably the only attacking player that we've brought in. I guess the only other aspect that I wanted to touch on before we move on to just covering the departures from the club is. It's actually really good that for once we're bringing in a lot of permanent signings. Um, I feel like I get quite irrationally excited when I hear that we're permanently signing a player, just because I'm so used to. You look at like when Silva was here and we got in, you know, Markovic, Nias, Renocchio, uh, all those guys, and they're all on loan. And then we we finish the season getting relegated, they, and they all, all go back home. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Chelsea guys weren't great last season, but again, you know, we've got these guys playing 38. 45 games for us for the season and then going back to Chelsea and it's kind of like well yeah. we're, we're getting all the, rid of all these players you know Myler's leaving McMarshall, uh, McGregor's leaving uh, Odebajo's leaving Hernandez they're all leaving and then on top of that we've also got all the loanees going back and it's it's almost like an entirely new team each season at the moment so getting these permanent guys in it's actually a really good thing to see yeah that's right um, especially yeah that season you're talking about where we lost all those all those loanees that, that really were our whole team, so it, it's kind of hard to to get stuff like to get chemistry going when you're seeing players go in and out so frequently. So yeah, you're right. It's good that we've got permanent signings now. Um, and so then yeah, I guess we do on a on a downturn have to talk about the uh, the players that have left. Um, it was pretty uh, highly publicised that we tried to retain a couple of these guys. We offered contracts to Clark, to Dawson, to Hernandez, Larson. Otabajo, McGregor, really, I mean, all of them except for Myla. Myla was the only one that we seemed to say we weren't going to offer a deal to. The rest of them, we all, we tried to keep. And um, I saw it commented in a few places that, you know, yeah, if you look at them in isolation, you look at Larson, you say, okay, yeah, he wanted to go back to uh, to Sweden. You look at McGregor, yeah, he got the offer to go back to Rangers. You know, um, Hernandez, he's done his four years with us. He's been a great servant. He's gone. In isolation, you go, yeah, okay, there's a reason each of them might have left. But for us to have not been able to keep any of them is just quite disheartening. And it would have been good, you know... I mean, we, we did that podcast towards the end of last season where we went, oh, if we were in charge, this is what we'd do. This is how we'd sort of sort it out and it'd be fine. And one of the first things I said was, if we can get Hernandez just even to sign a one-year deal and just convince him, look, we're going to try and make an effort for promotion, which is what we've kind of, we're have kind of doing. Like, we've, we have signed six players, so we are looking like trying to make an effort... He hasn't signed for a club yet, you know, reach out to him, try and get him on a new deal, try and give him a one-year, two-year contract, I don't know what, you know, it's just hard to, hard to um, stomach the fact that all these guys that we've had for a couple of years now have all, have all left. Yeah, and, and especially, like, such a proven championship goal scorer in Hernandez, like, even, even when he came back last season, after having the whole thing off, he was scoring for fun nearly every single game, um... I'm I'm not I'm not overly disappointed with a few of them. Like although Larson was was good last season, he, he's getting on a bit. Um, Dawson, I'm I'm not bothered yeah. at all. Again, he's he's getting on. And he he wasn't playing great. Um, obviously, Hernandez is a big one. McGregor, he was great again, getting on though. But I guess you kind of can give it a little bit of leniency when you're a keeper, like to to age. So that's yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, Myla, I love him as a club man, but his football just yeah. wasn't. Wasn't all that crash hot. Otabajo, I'm really angry at actually because he spent two years on the sideline yeah. injured, and 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 I get the club's not in a great place, and I get, 
it's probably not a great environment there right now. But to to just up and leave like that, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm a little bit filthy at him. And he, but... and he doesn't even have, like if he if he'd left and and signed for a club within the next week, you go okay, fair enough. He's been in talks. He's got this deal stitched yeah. up on the side. But the fact there must be something going on there because you know the fact that he turned the deal down and he's still looking for a new club just seems quite weird. And the fact that he went. He was so vocal about not yeah. playing the, the end of the end of the last season, saying he was fit, he was ready to go, um, like or on his social medias and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, there's, there's definitely got to be something going on. And then I guess Clark's the other one. I mean, it sounds like from all reports we were offering him a pretty low ball deal to stay. Um, and I mean, I can't imagine what it'd be like in his shoes, where you've got consistent game time on offer at your hometown club that you've grown up supporting and still turning the offer down. So that's not me saying, that's not me criticising him necessarily, that's just me saying, what must the situation have been that mm. it was so bad that he decided to, to go overseas to um, be Tez instead? Yeah, that, that's exactly right. You, you wonder you, you wonder what the environment's like and is it is it with the owners or is it with the fans and, and all that going on? Is it the manager? Don't know. Yeah, and it's interesting because then on the same same level, we've got all these guys who've just signed deals coming into the club, and you'd imagine if the club was really as horrible and toxic as, as some they people wouldn't. say, yeah. these guys would be, I'm sure they'd be talking to people before signing. Like, they'd be knowing what they're coming into to yeah. an extent, you'd expect, yeah. um, and, and yet they're still happy to do so. So it's it's a mystery. It's, it's, a, it's a weird one. Um, I guess sort of looking forward to the like the last few weeks of the window, we've had a few bids rejected for guys at Brighton, uh, Oliver Norwood and uh, Jiri Skalak, I believe is how you'd pronounce it. And then obviously also uh, Connor Townsend, who there's been a bit of talk about us putting a few bids in for as well. So it looks like we're looking to, to get one at least one more option in defence and then also looking to strengthen in attack with uh, Skalak being a winger and Norwood probably in a, a creative midfielder, you'd say. Um, and then obviously still needing a striker as well probably to, to bolster because we've just got um, Campbell and Dicko really up top. Um, wh- what are your thoughts? Where do we need to strengthen really at the moment? Um, well, it seems like every window, <laughs> every club always is like, oh, yeah, we need, we need a striker. A striker. Yeah. But but we genuinely do. Fraser Campbell's just not good enough. Dicko's just not good enough. Like They're, they're probably good guys to have it come off the bench. But as a starting striker week in, week out, I, I can't see them doing the job. For us to even challenge for promotion, I don't, they don't think they've got enough goals in them. Um, but yeah, we definitely need we definitely need more going forward. Um, we've we've really not got much. We've got what Milinkovic now. Who knows what the goes with Grisicki. Um I guess Irvine at, at, at attacking midfield is always always a good sign. Um, or unless Evandro is going to going to play there, I'm not sure. Um, obviously Bowen as well. Good, but uh, like, there's really not a lot of depth as well in in that. That's that's kind of all we got there. So definitely need some more guys going forward, and I'll be stoked if we get Townsend back. Yeah, it'd be good to have. I mean, just talking about Clark being a, a hometown guy mm. um, leaving the club, it'd be great to get Townsend back. I'm pretty sure he still lives in Hull, from what I've heard. So um, yeah. he clearly still loves the area, loves the club. Uh, I would expect. So it'd be great to see him him back in Hull colours. I think. I can't remember if he made that many appearances for the first team um, when he was here the first time around. He might have in the championship had a couple of games under Bruce. Um, but, I mean, if you think back to then, that's when we had... Dudgeon was there as well and was okay. Um, 
obviously then we had Figueroa in the Premier League, uh, Rosinha even, and then bought Robertson. I think that was the season Townsend left was we had Robertson and Figueroa yeah. um, and it was just, there was no way through for him. So I think he was released or, or sold or something. Um, so yeah, no, it'd be great to have him back. Um, and then like you say, we, we just need a bit more depth in a few areas. Um, Atkins saying after the Newcastle game, really that we're not, going to be that competitive i think i think we can confidently say at least looking like how the squad's coming together we're probably going to be better off than last season like we're not going to be i would hope fighting relegation as severely as we were but if we want to push on from just being sort of a mid-table team that does nothing and really sorts of challenge for the playoff places we definitely need at least another striker and another another couple of attacking players i'd say Probably wingers. I mean, we've got lots of central players. We've got Henriksen, Irvine, Evandro, Terrell. Like, we're, we're pretty decently stocked in uh, in attacking midfield. It's just those wide positions we don't have much. We've got Bowen, Grzycki, and now Milinkovic, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, and, and again, what do you, have you heard anything more about Grzycki? Because... <laughs> well, it seems like a mystery. I mean, Atkins saying well, he's back in Poland with a family matter, and... You kind of get a bit cynical and say, yeah, okay, is he <laughs> trying to get a transfer or something? But uh, apparently he's due back on Friday. Uh, so what's that? About 24 hours from now, um, British time. Um, who knows? I mean, he, he's always been pretty vocal about trying to get out. So you never know what, what's going to happen until until the window closes, really. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's all from the transfer side of things. Um, we can look back now on our... Uh, pre-season results so far where it's been a pretty average set of results. It's pre-season, I don't know how much you read into the results, but we, we uh, beat Maritimo 2-1 over in Portugal and then lost to Braga 4-1. Um, lost to Rochdale back here 1-0 right at the end um, and then had a pretty positive draw the other day against Newcastle, which um, I guess was the first real glimpse of most of the new signings and basically it, it was a really settled team and looking like the team that's probably going to start against Villa first day of the season. Um, and by all reports, really, it was Evandro who, who stole the show. Yeah, um, well, I don't look into pre-season too much. I, I kind of get a little bit in my head. Like, I get like worried if we start losing in pre-season or, or ecstatic if we start winning, but I know deep down inside that it's not really reflective. But, but yeah, the fact that we started probably what will be the squad against Villa um, and, and got a good result against a, what, a mid-table Premier League side from last season. That's promising. That's definitely promising. Um, yeah, and, and the way the way the Evandro was talked about, if, if he can keep fit, I think everyone's kind of of the same opinion that he, he could be the man to lead the charge and, and to carry the team this year. The other one who's kind of stepped up in pre-season is Henriksen, and he's been pretty vocal about uh, wanting to take on the captaincy this season, which is an interesting one because really we don't have a, uh, a captain since Dawson's left. I know I, th- I think Lehigh might have been uh, in a leadership sort of role at Forest, but Adkins sort of talking about wanting to share the captaincy around or the leadership around, it's kind of, I don't know if I'm really that keen on like having a, you see it in some of the other sports like Aussie rules and stuff where they'll have like three captains at the club and they'll take turns being captain for the game and I don't know if that really works. Um, but what, what, what's your take on whether Henriksen's kind of the sort of player you'd want to see captaining? Um, well, when we when we first had him and he was playing more up front, 
he was definitely not captain material. But in, in the last season, when we moved him into the more central midfielder role, he played really, really good. And obviously, that's that's continued on throughout preseason. And if he if he can play that good week in week out, and if he wants to be captain, if he's if he's ready, if he's up for it, then then I'm more than happy for him to do it. Yeah, so it's going to be a very interesting season. I, I sort of predicted last season that he'd have a really good season. He seems that sort of guy that he's he's a very technical player, but Premier League's probably a level just above him. But Championship, I really thought he'd he'd have a great season, and he, he didn't quite do it last season. He probably sort of started to towards the end of the season, like you're saying. Um, so maybe it's this season where he'll kind of get used to the pace and the physicality of the Championship and can really become one of those important players for us. Um, Terrell's another one where I think he... He looked good in flashes last season, but I'm really hoping he can sort of step up this season as well. And, and like we've already said, I mean, Evandro sounds like he's had a big preseason. Sounds like he didn't go back to Brazil. He's stayed in Hull. He's worked hard. He, it, it's which is great to see because he's he's one of those guys. He it came in because he was a silver signing and he knew silver well. Like we talk about players going where their old managers were, and he's sort of been left behind by silver. So. You wouldn't blame him if he was kind of like Rajiki and he just sort of downed tools and wanted to get out. But yeah. credit to him, he, he seems to be trying really hard for us. Yeah, that's right. Seeing that that Instagram story of him saying that, that he he stayed in Hull and he, and he worked hard is, is heaps promising. It's it's really good. Uh, and so then um, that sort of wraps up all our preseason results. Next week, we'll look ahead to the Villa game. We'll wrap up um, our last preseason result. We'll wrap up if there's hopefully any further signings ahead of our first game of the season. Um, but we just sort of wanted to cap things off today. I mean, you've already you touched on it in the uh, opening for the show. The uh, announcement that Tigers TV is going to be in effect for this season is really huge news for us here in Australia. And um, I, I feel sometimes that people in the UK maybe don't appreciate just how much it means to us to be able to actually watch the team week in, week out. Um, don't have the luxury... Well, I shouldn't say we don't have the luxury of going to the games because obviously there's a lot of hardship around going to the games at the moment without concessions and all those issues. But from our point of view, that we don't really have any other way to watch the team. Um, it's it's quite a, a huge thing and it was quite difficult for us last season when the club decided not to do it. So it means so much that they're doing it this season. So so what was your feelings when it was first announced and, and what it means for the, the coming season? Yeah, I don't think it's really explainable how, how big that is for us. Like, we'll, we'll sit here and, and watch dodgy streams of dodgy <laughs> Indian betting websites or something, or, or we'll pay a truckload to watch a QPR stream or, or a Burton stream or something like that. But so this is enormous. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm really... And the fact that it's not just... The, the dodgy one camera thing is, is even better. Like we've got multiple camera angles, we've got commentary. It's, I assume will be biased as hell commentary, which is great because we love that. Um, uh, I was I was haunted last season when we, we got that QPR stream where the, they had their own commentators uh, biased as all hell, as you're saying. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think it was the gate. They, they won it right at the end, I, I think, from memory. It uh, was, the, like, was it 3-2? Yeah, something like that. And they were just going off their heads at the fact that they'd won and you see they're going, this makes it even worse. So yeah. <laughs> having our own commentators, when we win the games, it's going to be better. And when we lose it, they're going to be pissed off as well. So that's going to be fine. Um, yeah, it'll be great. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and and that's the thing. I mean, from our point of view, I, I almost it's funny, when we get relegated from the Premier League, 
I'm almost more upset because it means I can't watch the team than I am exactly. anything else. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's, there's plenty of people who'd go, oh, you know, I'm, I'm pissed off because we're now in the championship. We're not playing against the best teams. And there's, that's certainly part of it. But for me, it's always the main thing, well, now I can't watch the team each week. And it, it feels it feels like you're much more detached from what's going on. Like, mm-hmm. And that's probably part of the reason the podcast tailed off last season because we just, the streams became harder to get. The results were sort of... Um, like plateauing out we weren't going to get relegated and it was really hard to stay connected to the team so yeah having it this season where we can actually watch the team week in week out is just going to be huge and you look at the reactions in the group it's that's the most engaged the group's been in months and it's it's clear to see that everyone's absolutely stoked that this is being brought in yeah yeah exactly right the the thing with with keeping everyone keeping everyone into it that's exactly right like we can't watch the team we can we can hardly listen to it um, so yes, yeah, now now that we're able to watch games, everyone will be heaps more involved, and it, it'll just be a lot. Uh, j- just the feeling within within the whole whole Australia group is going to be going to be a lot more better. Absolutely. So thank you so much for coming on for our first episode of this season, Mitch. No worries. Can't wait. Can't wait to see how we go. No worries, and thank you everyone for listening in. We'll be back this time next week to preview our first game of the season against Aston Villa, up against Steve Bruce once again to open the season. And until then, come on, City! You've been listening to the official Hull City Australia podcast. For more discussion, join us on Facebook in the Hull City AFC Australian Supporters Group, or follow us on Twitter, at Hull City AFC Oz. The music was created by Amber and Black. There's no turning back, cause you're right.